Did you start your music? Are you just sitting there in silence? No, I can kind of hear it. <laughs> I thought you told me... To... I, forgot, I forgot that I can hear it in spurts through the headphones. Oh, because you told me to link it. I still brought it up. <laughs> Good. Six? There's no way we have six viewers right at the start of the cast. We had seven, then it went down to two. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. That's why Shrott was confused. We're back down to two again. What's up, Dan? What's up? How are you? Good. Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. You are uh, watching, listening to the This Might Sound Stupid podcast. Uh, that was a great jazz song uh, by a jazz musician named Oliver Nelson. The song is called Man with a Horn. It's a very good song. It's very kind of just chilled and relaxed. It's good for uh, sitting around on a summer evening. My mic is a little hot. Okay. Good to know. Thank you. Uh, I can also bring this down just a touch. I was also very close to my mic, so maybe this will help. Uh, yeah, you're listening to This Might Sound Stupid Podcast. It's a podcast where two stupid friends talk about stupid stuff because it's 2020. Why wouldn't you have a podcast? It's impossible not to. It is. Dan's mic is more hot than mine? That's impossible because I didn't say anything. Seems inaccurate. <laughs> All right, turn it down a little bit more. We are hitting the red, though. How's that? Is that better? Off to a great start. Amazing. <laughs> best, best in the biz. Uh, this Might Sound Stupid is brought to you, as always, first and foremost, by Joey the Good Boy. Let's uh, check in with Joey the Good Boy here. He has gone out of the frame. I'll have to adjust the camera one sec. I'm back. You can't hear anything? Oh, they can't hear anything. That's turned all the way down. Oh, did you, did you go the exact opposite no, direction? It's got... Oh, my God. That's really loud. It's got a different audio input. How about now? Can you hear us now? How do I sound? Yes. Thank you. Give us both scores on 1 to 10. <laughs> our podcast is brought to you by Joey the Good Boy. He's our oldest and best sponsor. Uh, we're also brought to you by Mike Long. He's a wonderful and talented designer uh, from Minnesota. He designed all of our uh, all of our graphics. So the Joey the Good Boy graphics, the little chat bubbles that our heads appear in. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so, so I just switched. I apparently have two audio inputs set up the same way. But it's different on Joey's for some. I don't. I have no idea how I did that. Um, yeah. If you ever uh, want to get in touch with us, are we mega quiet? I can't tell what you happened tonight. You did just switch back to this one, so we'll see. Sounds better now. I hate this chat. <laughs> just kidding. Um, yeah. If you ever, uh, if you don't already subscribe to us, you can subscribe to us wherever you. Uh, 
wherever you subscribe to podcasts, whatever you use. Uh, and if you, I forgot what it's called on Twitch. Follow? Yes. Okay. <laughs> if you want to give us a follow on uh, Twitch, that'd be really cool too. Um, I'm sitting in front of one speaker and spinning in a chair. And that's why he's confused. That sounds right. <laughs> Man, I got all, I had, I had this all, I was like, all right, we weren't here last week, but I'm going to, I'm going to nail the intro. I have have not done that. Uh, Or if you want to email us, you can always email us at thismightsoundstupid at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter uh, at TMSS underscore podcast. Give us a follow. Tweet at us. Uh, Just don't tweet mean things. I can't can't take it. Dan probably could. I can't. Uh, So again, on on Twitter, it's at TMSS underscore podcast. And uh, if you ever want to email us, you can always email us at thismightsoundstupid at gmail.com. What are you drinking tonight, Dano? Uh, this is from Modest. Supra! But Deluxe. It is a, uh, a premium lager with lime and sea salt. That sounds good. Oh, it sounds and tastes good. Is that the first time you've had it? No. Man, I really wish you were here with me so I could have a sip of that. <laughs> Javin, does it help at all that I haven't cut my hair? My hair is getting longer. Oh, my headphones are falling off my head. Are they? Your size wrong. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm drinking the classic Ben Paddle Pills. Uh, it's the last one I have in my fridge, but I just picked up more today. Can't go wrong with that. Nope. Pretty good. Pretty good. As that sip goes out to uh, my brother-in-law, James. Love you, buddy. Yeah, um, He hasn't tuned in since we've come back. He told me that his notifications on his phone were broken. It's like likely story. It's, it's hard to get notified every Thursday at the exact same time. <laughs> but anyways... The first sip is always uh, dedicated to James. He loves that sip. <clears throat> that was a bad sip. It made me cough. I think he likes that sip better. <laughs> Holy shit. How's your week been, Dan? It hasn't been too bad. Went to work a bunch, which was nice. A bunch? Well, I went to my, my buildings like for uh, a few of the days. For the drop-offs? Drop-offs and just, yeah, just kind of helping them out. Okay. Yeah, I went today. (laughs) Me and, uh, for anybody who might be new and listening, uh, Dan and I both work in IT for a school district. And we are, at the end of the year, uh, with COVID, so we're trying to figure out how students turn in their devices. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I went to one of the high schools today, and I had signed up to help with device turn-in. Because uh, today was the only day that the high school was doing device turn-in. So I went out to the spreadsheet to sign up. And they, like it didn't have... It just had like main entrance, east entrance, south entrance. It just had like different different spots by the building for people to sign up. And so in my head, I was like, okay, well, they're just... It's like if, you're la- if your last name is A through F, you go here. If it's 
whatever through whatever you go here so on and so forth so i just looked and i found the spot with like the least amount of people and i was like well that site probably needs help i'll just go there but that's not how i was working it was just every site had like a thing that they were collecting and it wasn't labeled on the spreadsheet <laughs> so i showed up and i just collected ban uniforms and rotc uniforms all day <laughs> just standing out in the sun collecting uniforms not helping with technology at all but at least like a regular day at the high school for you at least i was there <laughs> that's <a> dumb insult <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so let's see we were we didn't uh we didn't cast last week which we'll get into mm-hmm. um but so that's given me two weeks to mess around with that uh heart rate uh variability monitor the mm-hmm. hrv elite i think is what it's called um and i have i've really liked it elite hrv is uh is what the app is called mm-hmm. um so every day at about nine o'clock i put on my chest strap uh heart rate monitor and it measures your heart rate variability uh and lets you know if your parasympathetic nervous system is in a good spot for you to continue to work out because when you're working out you're depleting your body or if you should take a rest and I thought it was really weird because I I think last week on the podcast was like the second day I had done it. Mm-hmm. And every day for like 10 days straight, it just kept telling me like, hey, you should be good to work out hard today. And I was like, man, okay. So I would like go for a hard run or bike a long way or just do like lifting. Uh, and it just kept telling me like, you're good today. You're good today. You're good today. And then finally, after like 14 days... I woke up this one day and I was like, man, I am wiped. I was like, that thing just keeps telling me I'm fine to work out. I don't like, even if it does, I don't care today. I just need to, I just, I'm not going to work out at all today. And then when Mm -hmm. I did it, my score is normally around like 60 something, I think. And it was, it was like 51. Like it had way dropped off this day that I felt it was 53. And my normal score is between 60 and 62. Mm -hmm. So it way dropped off. And I was like, Oh, cool it's telling me and the other funny thing was like normally what i would do is i would i would work out two maybe three days in a row and then take a day off uh and depending on what i did i might take two days off mm-hmm. and this thing just kept telling me like you're fine you're fine you're fine uh so i kept i kept working out on those days instead of resting like i normally my wife just dropped something upstairs <coughs> are you all right She's probably fine. Amber, if you're in the if you're in the podcast, what did you drop? So I kept working out, working out, or or running, or biking, or whatever I was doing that day. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I just thought it was really interesting that this day that I was like just wiped, it told me like don't work out. Um, and then the next two days, it told me it was like, hey, you're fine to work out hard. So I did. And then today, it was the same thing. It was like I was just feeling kind of wiped out. I was feeling grumpy. And, like, everything was kind of annoying me. I didn't feel like I had the patience to, like, listen to my kids crying and stuff like that. Um, and it told me not to work out today. It's been re- it's been really interesting because it's it's had me work out more than I normally would, uh, which is awesome because I was expecting, like, one of the days I went for uh, a big run, mm-hmm. um, big for me, I should say, and I thought, like, for sure tomorrow it's going to tell me i need to take a rest because that was like it was a it was 
not easy. It was a big run for me. And the next day it was like, I woke up and I was like, man, I don't, I don't feel that wiped out at all. I feel pretty good. Uh, and I was like, it'll be really interesting to see what it says. And it told me, it was like, you should be good today. And I was like, cool. Like I actually wanted to work out, but mm-hmm. normally because I had done a bigger run, I would have skipped the workout entirely. Uh, that has probably been the part of it I've liked more than anything else is like, oh, I feel, I feel like I'm fine to work out. So I'm going to work out. Obviously, you, I don't think you should be dumb about it. Like, just because it says I'm fine to work out doesn't mean I'm going to run every day if my yeah. knee hurts. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, after my big run, my knee hurt. So I didn't, I didn't go running. Um, but I worked out something else. I did, I did some like banded exercise. Um, and then it's also just been really nice. It's kind of like a nice excuse on it. Like, cause there, there are days where when I was doing what I would do before, like two days on one day off, three days on two days off. If it was a day that I was on and I just felt wiped out, it was like, well, it doesn't matter. It's one of my on days. I just have to work out. And then you, and then I would end up having a shitty workout. And so it's just kind of nice to have this thing that tells me like, do it or don't do it. Does that make sense? Yeah. And the, well, the, the thing it seems like is that you almost like at some point you may not need it. Because it's like every day that you felt good to work out, and every day you haven't, it's basically disagreed with you. Yeah, it's pretty. So like, so like you can read your body. It seems like that's like, exactly what Amber said uh, today. She was like, "It seems like you just kind of know." Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna keep doing it for a while. Oh, yeah, because uh, it's also nice to just have like a another justification if I want, if I feel like I need an off day and then it tells me to have an off day, it's like, it's nice to kind of have an extra no. reason. And even when I look at myself, feel I, bad. I feel like my eyes look tired. Amber texted me after she dropped her phone, which is what I assume. And said, uh, I need a new phone. My phone is failing with Twitch for some reason. And I can't figure out how to open chat with my computer. <laughs> <laughs> So, so she's listening, and uh-huh. she saw me tell her, if you're all right, message me, and she just sent me a text message. <laughs> uh, what was your, uh, what are the bike movies you watched on Bike Watch the last two weeks? Um, Letterbox. You need to remember, they can't be that good. But I'm watching, she says with an exclamation point. I just gotta remember what ones would have been uh delta force starring chuck norris how was that uh it was okay uh it's like two a little over two hours long and i was expecting more more action uh and it wasn't there was like the first hour is basically like a plane hijacking um, Wait, is that the action part or the not action part? The not the not action part. Okay, because they just hijacked a plane. Uh, it, ha- it has a has a part where like it's like an international flight like leaving Israel going somewhere. It's, it's, it's hijacked by by Arab terrorists, uh, generic Arab terrorists. Uh, the, the main one played by you know the guy that plays the uh, like the vacuum salesman slash. I'm gonna get you out of here, guy from Breaking Bad. Like the older dude that like makes him disappear at the Mike? very end. No, hmm? I, I can't picture who you're talking about. Okay, well, well that guy he 
who is not from Libya, uh, <laughs> play, plays the main Libyan terrorist, uh, which is kind of which was kind of funny. Uh, I'm googling vacuum salesman Breaking Bad. Oh, this guy! Wow, he's yeah. definitely not Libyan. No, but uh, that's he's just a, in this movie. That's just a white guy, right? Yeah. But that's you know, that's Robert who. Forster. Yes. All right. Uh, but the uh, yeah, as, as Trump pointed out, he just died very recently. Oh. Hmm. Uh, um. There's this part near the beginning where these guys are like. There's some Jewish people on this plane. We want we want to so they go to the flight attendant. They're like, you have to. We're going to give you all the passports, and you're going to look at them and tell us if they're Jewish. And we're going to like take them to the front of the plane. We're going to separate them because that's you know, Arabs hate Jewish people in this you know '80s terrorist movie. Got uh, it. And she, and she refused to, and they're just like, you got to do it. She's like, no, I'm German. We did that once already. Oh so my was god. Like, I know they, they call you. It was like a. It it went it went places in the beginning, before Chuck Norris showed up to just fight them in their own country, and blow stuff up with Delta Force. Delta Force. Sorry, I switched to Joey for a second because he's so cute right now. Uh, what was the other movie? The Man from Hong Kong. Is How about was that? A Man from Hong Kong. Uh, I gave that with three stars. Okay. Uh, it's an Australian movie uh, from '75. Where a they're trying to like catch like a Australian like drug kingpin, ah. and they get a like a, a smuggler from from Hong Kong that they capture, and he's gonna help them like bring down this guy. So they bring in a detective from Hong Kong to to help them out. Okay, and he fights people, and there's a uh, parasailing uh, and cars stunts. Uh, things blow up. Uh, there's grenades, bombs. It's a man uh, from Hong Kong. Cars, uh, stunts. Uh, Megaforce. It's like adult G.I. Joe's. 82. Megaforce. Dudes in jumpsuits riding motorbikes with rockets on them that shoot rockets. Motorbikes uh, with rockets that shoot rockets. Correct. They're not. Uh, they're not just carrying them. They're an international. No, they're not. They're not run by any particular country. They're an international force uh, that is supposed to go in and do things that other countries can't do. Um, the very weird thing uh, about it is, so everyone has on their shoulder their flag of the country they're from. Okay. Like, as like representatives, so there's a couple Americans, Japanese, Mexico. Canadian, there's a but like, uh, there's and then uh, the guy whose like code name is fuck, I want to say cowboy. Okay. Uh, what flag would be on his shoulder? The American flag. He's also American. It is the Texas flag. The Confederate flag. Uh, it was eighty-two. Yeah. Every other country is on their shoulders, but this one guy. Doesn't, Cowboy doesn't have the. Does anybody have the American flag? They all do. Everyone is from America does, except this guy, who has the Confederate flag on his shoulder. I guess it's character it's, development. It's <clears throat> not. It, it shouldn't happen. Uh, but it was eighty-two and simpler times. Uh, 
and then Ninja Three: The Domination. A Wait, female no. roller constructor gets possessed by the spirit of an ancient dead samurai, and uh, they fight stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Two stars. Two stars. And what did you give Delta Force? Two stars. Two stars, because stuff blew up. Two stuff blowing up just gets two stars. If the, if the, if some of the action stuff is decent enough, like it's uh, like stunts and whatnot. Exactly, like that that can carry it over. Like, let me just sort by lowest rating. Uh, like a Braxis uh, got. one star braxis because it was boring and stupid okay huh? i started watching uh i'm not that super deep into it because i've just been watching it um like if i'm eating lunch i don't have anything to do uh it's a netflix show uh space force yeah i just finished that did you yep i like it it's it's it, like it's 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 not doing anything crazy. Like it's very very light. It's like but, but not in like a I don't know. It's not It's not like breaking the mold of anything. No. It's it's just good. It's it's entertaining. I really like uh John Malkovich in it is really good. Malkovich is great. Um Oh, it's also, it's got the the man, uh, he just passed away. He's in Best of Show. Yes, he's in it. Yeah, he I, plays his dad. I can't think of his name, but he's in it, and he's good. Um, but yeah, it's it's very, it's very like, absurdist. Um, yeah. It makes me think a lot of AP Bio, which has been one of my favorite shows. Fred Willard, thank you. Uh, AP Bio, which has been one of my favorite shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's aired in a while, which I think they actually decided to bring back. It was like they canceled it, and then I thought they decided they were going to bring it back. I can't remember. Anyway, I really liked AP Bio. Mm-hmm. Um, because what I liked about it was it was just it was absurd, and it didn't it didn't necessarily have like a. It was kind of meandering at times. Um, it reminded me of. Uh, some of the stuff I really like from community where it's just, mm-hmm. you have to completely suspend your reality to watch it. Yeah. And then it's just, and then it's just fun. It takes fun jabs at the current uh, presidency. Uh, it's just, it's just fun. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not mean. No, it's not mean. No, but it, it is, but they, they, but they definitely have fun with, yeah, they throw punches. Um, but yeah, I've, I've, I kind of, I went into it expecting it to not be good. Um, I can't think of, uh, who's the, uh, Steve Carell, man, I cannot think of his name. I like Steve Carell, Mm -hmm. uh, and I like John Malkovich and I was like, maybe it'll be good. It looks like it's kind of like a little too dumb though. But then when I, it's, I don't know. I like, I like it. I like, uh, the. The guy, um, I can't think of the actor's name. He was in Silicon Valley. The Asian guy? Yeah. I can't mm-hmm. think of that actor's name. Uh, I'm bad with any actor's names. I couldn't remember Fred Willard. He's good in it, too. 
Um, ben Schwartz is good. Ben Schwartz is, yeah. It's I'm I think I'm like three episodes in, but it's been fun. I've I've thought about just starting it over and watching it with Amber. Who Another guy uh, from Best in Show and all those movies. Who can't uh, get into chat? Well, it's also got. Uh, Ah, oh, who's that guy? He's in. He was in Office Space. He was on the Drew Carey show. I can't think of his name. He's got a unique De- name. Diedrich Bader. Diedrich Bader. Yes, he's in it. He's one of the Joint Chiefs. Yep, Putty from uh, Seinfeld is in it. Yep. Uh, it's just. It's been. It's not. Yeah. It's like if you want. If you want to just kind of chill out and turn your brain off, which is all. Like that's when I started. It was. Uh, it might have been last Friday. Mm-hmm. I was eating lunch, and the whole everything just felt very, very overwhelming. And I didn't, I didn't even want to scroll on YouTube and see videos of stuff that was happening in our state and around the world. And I, so I just wanted to tune out. And I was like, I'm just going to go to Netflix. And I just picked that, and it was like, oh, this is, it's just, it's engrossing enough that it like turns my brain off, mm-hmm. and it's entertaining. It's just kind of a nice break from reality. Yeah. I just thought I'd talk about it. Yeah, it's. it's I, I would. Uh, I, I liked it. Uh, I liked it enough that I would definitely, you know, recommend people at least try uh, a couple a couple episodes just to see. Um, that's. It's, it's definitely if you're looking for like things that came out this week on Netflix that uh, that you don't want to get like depressed by. You 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 watch that or the Jeffrey Epstein documentary i don't think i can ever watch the jeffrey epstein documentary oh no that's, that's what i'm saying like you know it's just like no we're just gonna we're just gonna pass on that <laughs> sorry i just saw my wife's chat <laughs> pretty fancy their wife <clears throat> Breaking the mold. Trying something fancy. Listening on computer, but open chat on phone. Whoa. Pretty tech savvy there. And she's texting me too. Stop texting me. Um yeah. What do you wanna what do you wanna do first? Do you wanna do Hello? <laughs> Rob Hello? Um, you did it. Could you not? I mentioned your chat and laughed at it. What's wrong with you? Amber's uh taking over our podcast, Dan. Mm-hmm. How do He's I ban- how do I ban Amber now that she got in here? Just ban her, for, ban her for send, a minute. Sending Delta Force. No. Uh, we haven't seen Kibby. I don't. Kibby was Kibby here last week or two weeks no, ago? Here last week. Was he here I two don't. weeks ago? So, hope everything. I feel like he wasn't in the last one, but he was hope, in the one before that. Hope everything's good with Kibby. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I just meant. Do you want to go into our one and only segment, or do you want to save that and do kind of current event stuff? Ah, putting you under the gun. Oof. It's up to you. <laughs> well, I don't know what to do first. That's why I asked you. <laughs> Um, I really don't know. Let me let me look up what Rollo's topic was. Talk about something, Dan. Go quick. Uh, Be funny. 
two guys walk into a bar mm-hmm. and they sit down and have a lovely dinner. That's that wasn't that funny. They were both wearing weird hats. That's funny. Does that make it funny? Dan do and Adam do the other at the same time. Oh, that, that makes sense. That would be weird. Because you, you are, can you do both of our, yeah, just record both of our microphones separately so people can listen to each one if they wanted to. <laughs> I don't think I can do that. Uh, it was uh, Cloud and uh, Bert. Cloud and Bert were the two guys' names and they were wearing funny hats? Yeah. There's a lot you left out of this story. Yeah, they were in a... Do you have to say Cloud the way you did it? Cloud. Oh, yeah, he's from Italy. Cloud. Um, let's talk, let's do, uh, let's do Rob's random topic first. Okay. All right. I got it up here. So, uh, we have one and only one segment on our podcast. It's called Rob's random topic. Um, this is the way it works. Once a week, Dan or myself will text our friend Rob on a group chat and we demand a random topic. It's got to be truly random. The only rule in Rob's random topic is first thought, best thought. So Rob has to text us whatever thought comes into his mind first as soon as he receives the text. Uh, The fun of it is just to kind of see what we can talk about and if it's entertaining uh, with a random topic. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Rob doesn't make a list ahead of time or anything like that. It's just random. We should Uh, really ask his wife. How would she know? If there's like a list he has like up on like the fridge or something and he's you like crossing them off you don't think he would keep it secret from his wife well she doesn't know he she just like thinks flaunting. there's a random list on the fridge he's flopping it hey uh hey hun what's this list never mind my list you just leave that list alone don't tell anybody about it um okay it's on the side of my home Oh, she never goes there. Yeah. Rob just writes, just paints lists on the side of his house and then goes and rips up a tree. Uh, This week, it is famous travel destinations you have no interest in visiting. You go first. (laughs) I was was thinking, like, as you were doing the preamble, because I was like, I remember what the question was. Okay. Uh, and my answer is the White House. I, I, was so, I, I wouldn't mind seeing that. It's a joke. Oh, uh, <laughs> the funniest guy. No. <laughs> uh, spring Break. So one, one of those dumb places. That's probably the only like. But those aren't necessarily. Spring Break there. isn't a location. Joey, quit wandering off camera. You're a bad dog. It'd be, it'd be like Daytona Beach. Like something you, like you wouldn't want to go to the Daytona 500. No. Why not? But like, <laughs> I know she's a NASCAR. Uh, but like when I think of like famous places, like I would love to go to like the Colosseum in Rome, or you know Iceland, or like I, I was trying to think of like people, like places that people are like, man, you gotta eat like. This place is amazing. You got to go there. Now, everyone I kept going over in my head, I was like, 
yeah, that'd be pretty fun to go there. So I can't, I couldn't think of one. My my answer is just anywhere. I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to stay at home. Yeah, I want to stay at home. Uh, no, you, no, you want to wake up there. I want to do. <laughs> I want to do the same thing week after week, uh, and then I just want the sweet release of death. Good lord! <laughs> give uh, give Schwab the top of me again. Uh, hold on. Does thanks, Javin. Uh, does Rob have his own emoji, or is that somebody else? It almost looks like it could be a mustachioed Rob. That's nah, probably Tab. Why would Tab have his own emoji? Is it know. is it Char is it Charlie from uh, It's Always Sunny? I can't tell what that is. Rolla, what? Oh, you can just hover over it. Uh, no, that's like some weird mashup between Donnie and Rob. Put your mouse over it. Does it make it bigger? It does for me. No, it just says it seems good. Oh, it doesn't give you a bigger shot of it? Anyway. I've never seen anyone who looks like Rob before. What? No, it's like if somebody I've mashed everyone up... everyone that looks like Rob before. It's <laughs> everyone looks like Rob. It's like if somebody mashed Donnie and Rob's face together. It's very odd. <laughs> um... I'm sure there are fam like there are beaches. I have no, I don't have any interest in going to any beaches like where mm -hmm. a bunch of people are. Uh, like, like would, you, would you go to Hawaii but not go to the beach? The beach, just to kind of like you know like go like explore like the jungle or like climb the volcano. It's not. The... I would go to the beach. I just wouldn't want to go to like a big, busy beach. I don't know. Like I've just seen pictures of beaches and some. No, 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 I'm not going to one of those beaches. Those beaches can suck it. That's kind of that's kind of what you have said too, which is like when I was in like I, I don't have any like the beaches aren't like that. Yeah, well, when we, like, I mean, it's, it's not. There's not enough people there for the beaches to be that. Uh, when Amber and I went to Long Beach, it is just a long beach. There's plenty of room. <laughs> when we were in San Diego, and the, that beach was fine. Oh yeah. That beach was fine. It was, I mean, I would even say that beach was crowded, but it wasn't, like, overbearing. There was more than enough room in the ocean for us. Uh, the, I, the one place I remember now that actually came to mind uh, two weeks ago when we got this topic and just popped in my head now is the Louvre. The Louvre? The Louvre? How do you say it? The Louvre. The Louvre. I have, no, I have zero interest in going there. I like, okay. I like art. I like mm -hmm. paintings. Mm -hmm. Um... You know, I really, really like a lot of uh, Van Gogh's art. I have the moon from Starry Starry Night tattooed. Uh, but even, I don't know if his paintings are even at the Louvre. No, the only one, the only one I know that's at the Louvre is uh, the Mona Lisa. No, you, at, this, at that point, you would just go to um, Amsterdam. Yeah. If you want, if you want to see, uh, like, his stuff. Yeah, I just I don't have I don't have any interest in going where like I've seen pictures of people looking at the Mona Lisa and it's you just you're in a crowd of like five hundred people. I just don't it it holds zero appeal to me to go there. And in my I know this isn't true. I'm trying to get better at this as I get older because I realize like the way I think about it is like or it's almost the way I subconsciously think about it is like anybody who's going there is going there to say they went there. I just don't I don't when I I'm not saying that's true. I'm saying it's like my knee-jerk reaction. Mm -hmm. It's like somebody who goes there is just going to say so they can say they went there. 
mm-hmm. because when I look at it, I don't I don't see how you can appreciate the art in that setting. It just doesn't it doesn't compute in my brain. Yeah, and it I, it holds. So there's got to be other locations like that. Um, I used to think like going and seeing certain pieces of architecture. Uh, it held no appeal to me, but as I get older, it hold like they hold more and more appeal to me. Um, I can't think of any specific examples. The Sistine Chapel, uh, it does that one doesn't really do it for me. That's probably one I would skip out on. Where's the Sistine Chapel? Does anybody know off the top of their head? Yeah, that dumb bean in Chicago. Who gives a shit about that? Italy, somewhere. Um. <clears throat> so like if i was or, oh another one the eiffel tower i could i don't give a like i i if if i if i was in paris like let's say you and me and a, a bunch of movie night buddies and people all went uh have i been to the sistine chapel no um the bean you pretty much see by accident rollo says sorry dan i'm reading chat uh the, yeah, the Eiffel Tower. It's like if, if if a bunch of movie night people went there and they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna go to the Eiffel Tower today," I'd be like, "Have fun, dudes!" Like I, I, it just it holds zero appeal for me to go and see that thing. I would way rather just go sit somewhere and read or eat. Well, that's the beauty of like a thing like the Eiffel Tower is that you can see it so easily in periphery, like you could just be sitting at a cafe that's off of it and that's and that's all you need yeah um like i don't need to go up the apple tower but if i was in paris i would want to get a good look at it i see i would i just it wouldn't if i had to go way out of my way if i had to take like a big chunk of one day that i was in paris just to go get near the eiffel tower it just it doesn't it holds no appeal for me I don't know. I'm assuming, uh, the, way, the way I'm, it, the way it is in my head is that I'm walking a block, and then it's, it's just there. Sure. Like, uh, I'm not going to turn away and not look at the stupid. Then thing. I, then I'd go. Like, I'm, I'm not, not going to avoid it. Like if, if if it's just you know. Yes. I'm not going to go out of my. I'm go look at it. I'm not going to go out of my way to avoid it, but I'm not going to go out of my way to see it either. Yeah. Uh, Rolo, the answer is the same. If crowds weren't there, I would just. It, I don't care about it. I don't. Or uh, Leaning Tower of Pisa is another one. It's at these like that just pops into my head. Now I would go see the pyramids and the Sphinx, or some of the pyramids in South America. I think would be really cool to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colosseum and Colosseum the Roman, like like ancient Roman architecture. No. Oh yeah, I'd love to see a lot of that stuff. A lot mm-hmm. of that stuff. Uh, Jr. The Sistine Chapel is that's where uh, Michelangelo painted the ceilings. Correct. Yes. Okay. I don't know. I don't know where it is, um, and yeah, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't. That one. Uh, I think I would like to go see the Sistine Chapel if crowds weren't there. Like if I was special enough of a human being to get like a private showing, <laughs> then I would probably go. But I just. I don't. I don't think that the effect it would have on me would be enough that I would want to go like do whatever you have to do to get in there to see it. I would want to wait in line. Yeah, wait in line and be in there with a bunch of people. And it, But 
for some reason, architecture and like thinking of the people who built it and trying to wrap your head around some of that stuff has gotten far more fascinating to me as I've gotten older. And I don't really have a good explanation as to why. Because I think when Amber just just said, I would really love to see the pyramids. And I think when we were younger, I probably would have said, like, I don't care. But as I've gotten older, it's that stuff's become more compelling to me. My main reason for travel anywhere is always going to be food. Mm-hmm. I want to go places and eat. Uh, mm-hmm. And the be- like the best vacations I've ever had are vacations where Amber and I got there, and then we just... Oh, the Blarney Stone? Yeah, boo. Who cares? What even is it? It's like a, f- it's a stone that Grancy wishes or something dumb. <laughs> It's a stone in Ireland. I, I know it's in Ireland. <clears throat> don't you have to do something weird to see it? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but there's a lot of like, there's a lot of national parks I would love to go see. Uh, what's it called in, uh, is it in, uh, where's the the Giant's Causeway? Is that what it's called? That sounds, that sounds right. Yes. Uh... Giant's Causeway is located in, and then it cuts off. <laughs> it does. Stay tuned. Oh, it's in Northern Ireland. Okay. Uh, I would love to go like there and just kind of see that and appreciate that. Since it's temporarily closed on Google. Oh. Um. <clears throat> Try kissing the Mona Lisa. I'd go. I'd go to the Louvre if I was going to try to steal the Mona Lisa. Well, you would have to go to the Louvre if you were going to try and steal the Mona Lisa. <laughs> That's... <laughs> what if I just no? Never mind. Uh, let's see. Schwartz says the Blarney Stone is a rock on top of a castle that old people kiss. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. What's the You're point? Of... <clears throat> What's the point of kissing it though? Doesn't it grant you wishes or something? I think it's a luck stone. It's one. Of, it's one of the only proven luck stones that exists on the planet. Proven luck stone. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, Amber and I went to the Grand Canyon, and that one was weird because it was <laughs> Schwartz. Does it grant you physical strength? Um, that one was weird because where we went was like the main entrance of the Grand Canyon. <clears throat> And it was pretty miraculous to see. But at the same time, there were just... You were surrounded by, like, hundreds and hundreds of people. Mm-hmm. And that... But then when we left, there were all these spots you could just pull over and go... Like, there was no rail. There was nothing. You would just... You would pull over into these little things off the side of the road and just go stand at the edge of the Grand Canyon mm-hmm. and look out. That was something else. And then we, I mean, then you drive out of the Grand Canyon, and you just, you just keep getting these glimpses of it, and it's just like looking at that, looking at stuff like that. You, it's very, it's, it sounds cliche to say, but it's very, it's just humbling to see. Oh yeah, like for me, that was the same as like when I a couple times I've been up in the mountains and in Colorado, like skiing or my sister's wedding. Like it was, it's you're you're so far up, and it just it, it you're just looking down, and it's just it's. Yeah, it's one of the things where you can really feel like a speck. Like, you always kind of know you're a speck, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. That was was one of the times where it was like, oh, my God, I'm nothing. Mm -hmm. 
I'm just, I'm so puny. But now you're working out. Swole. Um, I was really chubby. If you look at pictures of me when we're at the Grand Canyon, I it think, it's, I think it was. Pro- it made you get in shape. I think it was probably the chubbiest I was. So much shape. Um. Yeah, I think when we were in Arizona, I was around on that trip. I was around like two fifteen, two twenty. I think it's the heaviest I've ever been. That's huge for you. Yeah, for me, that's that's pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, a lot of like, there's just a lot. I can't. I if people in chat have places that they want to go that are like touristy, you could throw them out there. But like any kind of touristy things, like um, Empire State Building, could I couldn't care less. Uh, but like Central Park, when I went to Central Park, that was awesome. That was Central Park or something else. Like the the touristy thing, like large group touristy thing I've ever done is Oktoberfest. But that's kind of the point. Yeah, I would so, go to Oktoberfest. Well, so like it, it was yeah it was the, it was the opposite of that where it's like that's, the big groups make it what it's supposed to be. Yeah, I would do but, that. But yeah, I hate just. I don't. I don't, don't want to just. I don't like just getting in a giant crowd of people to like look at something. No, I. Yeah, I don't know. I used to. Uh, pretty much every every year we would do the art crawl in St. Paul, and that used to be really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, because you'd get to talk to the artists, and there were some really amazing artists. Uh. And then you would just get to see their art, like unfiltered and close up, and you could see every brushstroke and all the texture, and that was very fun. I I like going to look at art, but it, sorry, an office quote went through my head. Your art is the best art. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of any other like big touristy things. I'd rather see Stonehenge than Times Square. A hundred percent. Seeing Stonehenge oh, yeah. would be pretty cool, I think. But the, the problem is that Stonehenge is so fucking far away. Well, they're all far away, Dan. No, but, like, the it's the inhibitive cost. Like, you could fly to New York for, oh. like, a hundred bucks. But if I, if, I, if, I need to, if I need to fly to, like, Scotland to go to Stonehenge, it's, you know, it's... Times Square is pointless. We did, When we were in Manhattan, we didn't even go to Times Square. <laughs> Uh, we did go. Oh, I, was, I was thinking Central Park. No, Times Square is just a, just a giant advertisement. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rolo says generally, if I'm in town already, I will go see a thing to see it. I'm assuming he meant I'm touristy like that. Yeah, I don't know. I. It just doesn't do a lot for me. Um, but I lo- I love like getting to a like I think one of my favorite trips I ever had. The only way it would have been better is if Amber could have been more with me was we went to Long Beach for a Montessori conference. So she would go to the conferences all day and I rented a bike for like the four or five days that we were there and all I did was bike around that city. I would I'd, I'd bring books with me and I'd bike and I'd stop somewhere and read and I think one of the days, <laughs> Amber, if you're still in there, I think one of the days I ate three lunches. Because I ate a lunch, and then I met Amber and some other Montessori folks for lunch, and then I went and ate another lunch. 
<laughs> and so when we got it back, Amber was like, "Did you eat three lunches one day?" <laughs> uh, but that was that's my favorite thing to do is just like get into a place. <laughs> okay, Amber says not one, multiple days I ate three lunches. I was biking everywhere. I needed the calories. I was doing the budget like, what the fuck? Uh, Wade just said New York Comic Con. Oh, not interested. Okay. Uh, yeah, I really, even though I didn't like San Francisco, that was another fun one where I just wandered around the city for entire days because I didn't have anything better to do. Uh, that's really fun when you get somewhere and you just, wa- you just, you have no particular place you're going. You just go wander around and stumble into places and find things and eat things and uh that's what amber and i did when we went to vancouver that was another super fun trip they had really good public transport in vancouver too uh vancouver british columbia um i don't there's i can't i can't think of like a touristy thing outside of some of the pyramids stonehenge was a good one i'm trying to like i'm trying to think of stone like uh i can do it touristy things that i would like to go see because i don't feel like there's many i don't have like a i don't have like a travel bucket list does that make sense i don't really have a bucket list um like is there any is there any place you feel like you really have to travel before you die not are you asleep especially um there's just places I would really like to go. That's about it, though. I don't, but like. Jared, I'd love to go to Italy. My, It's one, one of my mom's favorite trips. I think it's her favorite trip that she ever did. They went, okay. Uh, can you, will you pay for, will you pay for my trip? <laughs> um, One of my favorite trips I, or my mom ever did was they went to France and then Italy. Oh, sweet. JR's going to pay for my trip. All right. Amber, I'm going to Italy. I'm in. <laughs> I'll pay for myself, JR. Yeah. He's already paying for me. We don't want to put you two out. Uh, yeah, I would for sure go to Italy. I'd love to go to the Italian countryside. Um, I would definitely... I would go to Italy and drink wine and have... I. It would Actually, it would be really fun to go with JR or somebody who knows something about wine. Well, you can't go. You have to stay and watch the kids. <laughs> That's um, COVID. My, they can't watch them right now. Your kids haven't got anywhere. That's that's why the flight is so cheap to get to Italy is because of COVID. That's why Jr. can pay for me. Pusha, mm-hmm. Amber says. Um. N- no. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, Jr.'s a wine guy, so he would be the perfect person to have with us. Yeah, it would be fun to just have somebody who would have you try different wines. Um, cheeses, meats. It's, it's everything you want. Adam. I know what cheeses and meats I want. I just don't know what wine to pair them with. I think there's cheese and meats you don't know you want yet. I will say that's, that's probably true. Meat. At a certain point, though, I uh, the fanciest restaurant I've ever been to is Charlie Trotter's in Chicago. Uh, and there was a wine accompaniment with every, every not meal, what's it called? Every serving... <laughs> Every course? Every course, thank you. Uh, with every course, and by like the fourth course, they might as well have been feeding me McDonald's because I was just drunk. And it was just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. 
because they would tell you about everything they bring you and i was like i'm just fucking hungry and after we were done i remember thinking like i'm not gonna say this but i really want like a big mac like i i know i know schwat's joking when he says bologna and mozzarella but i would go to bologna in italy and eat mozzarella yeah i would and, and, and bologna from bologna i don't know why Jan- javin said budding ham is that a is that a town in england is that what joe budding makes the rapper Go to the Grand Canyon to lose weight. <laughs> 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 That's a dumb joke, Rob. I like that. Um, you lost weight in Italy. This is perfect. He's shedding pounds. He's we're going, we're going to Italy. Lose weight, Italy? No, I can't. I can't go to Italy. I have kids. You keep saying that. They got to get a little older. There's going to be excuses. I Yeah, going to Italy and France... Uh, that all seems actually I do if I if I had one place like if somebody was like we're gonna let you travel anywhere before you die I think I would want to go to India and like go all over India India has always been very fascinating to me when I was younger one of my very first friends uh was named Rupak and his family was from India and I think I've talked about this on the podcast before mm-hmm. his dad uh played in a band and they would play it uh Indian. I don't know if they're called temples or I'm not sure what they're called. Uh, and I just, it was always such a fascinating kind of culture to me. I loved, I loved when we, I would go to Rupux and they would make food. I loved their food as a kid. Uh, I've always just been kind of interested in going there. Although Schwat went there. Yeah, he did not like He it. did not like Italy. Uh <laughs> JR says, if you watch flight prices closely, you routinely find round trips to Italy for sub $500? Holy shit. Perfect. Wade loves India. Uh, yeah, that would be one of the problems is the crowds. The sheer amount of people. Yeah. Um, but there, yeah, there's just countries I would like to go to. I'd love to go. I would love, actually, you know what I would love to do that I hope, I hope Amber and I get to do one day is go f- visit our friends in Romania. Mm-hmm. We have Romanian friends. I'd love to go. Actually, uh, I'm rereading for the first time since I think I was like a freshman in college. I'm rereading uh, Dracula. Forgot how fucking good that book is, by the way. Um, I'm rereading Dracula. And I would love to go see, uh, like the, uh, Transylvania. huh? Thank you. Transylvania. All I could think of was Castlevania. <laughs> I was like, I know it's not Castlevania. Um, Almost. I would love to go to Romania and, and see our Romanian friends. I miss them. Um, I'd love to go to Ireland. I'd love to go to Iceland. There, like there's a there's a bunch of places I would just love to go, but I would just like to go there in general to just be there, correct, and just wander around. Yeah, I don't like going places and seeing things with people. Mariana Trench is like a girl's town. You don't know if that's true. There's a bunch of fish down there. Yeah, a bunch of weird fish we've never seen before. A bunch of weird ass fish. Um, yeah, I re I so I read. India, Italy, Iceland, and Ireland. Indonesia, I'd love to... Oh, and Indonesia, I'd love to go to. And Vietnam. Uh, Anthony Bourdain's episode in Vietnam of No Reservations is awesome. 
I've just heard people talk about Vietnam. Uh, my buddy, oh, one of our podcast sponsors, Mike Long, his sister lives in Vietnam and has talked about it. Uh, I would, I would love to go to Vietnam. Oh, I just got Jeff's joke. Man, I'm slow. Oh, amazing. <laughs> My face is so red after being in the sun all day. Because <laughs> vitamin is was biased. And I was like, what? What is he talking about? <laughs> you get $500 from the UN for visiting all the countries and start with the same letter. Uh, that's funny. Um, yeah. I want to go to those places. Yeah, that's thing. There's, there's, there's a bunch of places I would like to go. Uh, there's not necessarily a lot of famous things in certain places that I that I could, you know, I could just see in passing. Like I don't need to do them, but there's but the places themselves I'd want to go. Yeah, um, Amber's dad. I think Amber's dad is more of a guy who likes to go. Dan, please list every place you would like to go. Christ. He's more he's more of a guy who likes to go, I think, do kind of those bigger group things. Well it's the same thing when my dad when when we went to Germany, like my sister and me, we would have just wandered around and just gone to Oktoberfest each day and just whatever. But like you could I could tell before we even left and then even when we got there, it's like there were things he need like things he needed to do when he was there. Yeah, there. Like I, I want to go this place. I want to go to this place and see this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he brought us hiking one spot in Arizona, and I, it was like, I love Paul, and it was like he wants to go do it, so I'll go do it. And at first, it sounded fun, but then when we got there, it was like you're basically you were hiking up like a little tiny mountain, probably like a hillock, I guess you could say. But you were just in a line of people. And there was just a line of people going up and a line of people going down. Yeah. And it was right. like, I hate this. This sucks. But then the next year we went out there, he was like, okay, now I found a place that you guys are going to really like. And it was awesome. It was in the middle of the desert. Huh? What? <laughs> it was in the middle of nowhere in the desert. And it was these big giant hills. And it was really cool because there was like nobody around. We saw a Gila monster. That was pretty cool. No. Gila monster? I have to Google it. Um, And then he also took us to this one place that I think is closed now. Uh, Yeah, we saw a Gila monster. It was really cool. I couldn't remember if that was what it was actually called. He took us to this place that's closed now that was very... It was like super crowded. It was called uh, Greasewood Flats. Uh, in somewhere in Arizona, that place was really cool to go to. Now it was like a bar that was outside, but it was like on twenty acres. Santan Flats. Santan Flats is another thing, but this was uh, which, which I think is basically the exact same as Greasewood Flats. Then that, that's all it is. It's just a giant. Yeah, so Greasewood Flats is the one because I think we went to Santan Flats and I didn't like it as much. That, that sounds similar to what it is, though. Well, like, Greasewood Flats is the one that's closed based on what I'm seeing online. 120-year-old Scottsdale landmark. Uh, 
Yep. And the pictures are uh, exactly what I remember. That place was cool. And, but it w- my point was, like, it was super crowded and full of people, but I, I actually like that. <laughs> I like Wallaby Local Hill Wall's dopey tours. Like you, that's a, you know, you don't hate all things just because there's people there. That's true. It's most things. Exactly. I don't think I have anything else to say about it. No, I think I've, I think I've uh, listed every place. If Jared just goes back through and listens, I'm sure I said most of them. Jared has an asterisk at the beginning of that sentence and a quote. Oh, no, okay, I see the other quote. I was confused. This way to hill. It kind of did read that. Um, actually, the botanical gardens in Phoenix, Arizona are very nice, too. And those are full of people. Uh, but I I think we've gone the last... Did you have the ones in San Diego? Huh? Did you have the ones in San Diego? I don't. I have no memory of them. We went to botanical gardens in San Diego? Yeah, we like wandered around this. Like, oh, no, those area. sucked. It was also part of the zoo, right? I think, I think, I think it was part of the zoo. We didn't go to the zoo part, though. Whatever that but, day yeah. was, I didn't like that part of it. Did we drive ourselves out there? Did we rent a car? Yeah, they had a car. She rented a car. Man, I don't remember that at all. I remember whale watching was really cool. We saw those dolphins. That was really cool. Yeah, we drove to the whales in the car she rented. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need another beer. <laughs> uh, all right, so I guess... Germany again. Italy, France, Ireland, slash Scotland, one of those two, Uh, Japan, no real need for to see China, Uh, Australia, slash New Zealand seems real cool. I bet they hate the fact that I said Australia, slash New Zealand, because they are not the same place, but... They would cost the exact same amount of money to get to, so I, I go to one of them. Yes, Japan is a country I'd love to go to. Uh... I feel like I want to go. It's one of those things where it's like it's 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 so alien. Where it's like, do I would I want to go with someone who spoke the language and uh and could help out, or would I just want to? be in Tokyo and have to try and figure it out. I think I'd want to just try to figure it out. How much money would people pay me to film myself trying to figure out Tokyo? I think people would pay a lot of money. I don't know why you don't do these things. Dan, going on the streets of (laughs) Tokyo. (laughs) I think you'd get a long way by just being friendly and wearing a Canadian flag. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, Wobby says you'd figure it out. I think, I think you'd figure it out. That's enough to bring me and Amber to Italy, and our our kids. You go to Japan and then bring us all to Italy. With the money I make? Yeah, Wade. Wade said he'd pay you five hundred thousand dollars. No more. No less. That's that's fine. I'm not asking for more. I'll take five (laughs) hundred. Is there anywhere in Russia you'd want to go? Uh, oh my God, have we been talking for an hour? Saint uh, Saint Peter's? 
St. Petersburg would be interesting. Like, still with Moscow. Like, I think those two places are just so big. And again, it'd be like a food thing, too. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there's just so many... Um, so many. There's so many things just intrinsically. Like, I'd love to go to Austria. Like, those sorts... There's so many, like... It's the thing where you just kind of get in the train and you just spend four weeks or whatever going to a bunch of those countries. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like you said at the beginning, I don't want to travel there. I just want to be there. That's the hard part. Like, that 13-hour plane ride wasn't the best. It's a long plane ride. I do I, it. I, I may have made up that number, too. I don't even know how long it was. I just said 13 hours. The plane, ride, the plane ride to... Uh, Australia slash New Zealand, as you put it, would be the toughest. Mm-hmm. Um, the time zone change is, was confusing when you go that far. But yeah, I bet. So you, you can be pretty good about it if you just, you know, do whatever it is where you'd like, you know, this, you just don't go to sleep sort of thing or you just, you know, you just stay up that whole day and just basically force your body to overcome that time. You could go to Baku, Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. Are we uh, how much money are we getting for that one? What's in Baku, Azerbaijan? I don't know. It must be listing cities. Oh my god! Oh god! Oh god! Oh god! Oh, I'm gonna sneeze. You're falling apart. <laughs> Man, I feel like that today. You're drinking beer wrong. You're sneezing. How am I drinking beer wrong? You coughed for like two minutes at the beginning of the podcast. Why does my face look so red? It's because I was in the sun all day. My sunburn. You might be. No. Did you put it on screen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're probably fine then. Yeah. Is it just the light? I don't feel like I'm actually that red. Is this fun? Po- is this fun podcast? Yeah. <laughs> He's moving his head around. All right. Should we move on? Sure. Since it's after nine. Oh yeah, we time time to get adult. You started. What? What's what do you want to talk about? Uh what do you want to talk about? <laughs> Wallaby keeps listening places in Azerbaijan. Um, so last week we didn't do the podcast. <laughs> Thanks, JR. Uh, last week we didn't do the podcast because there was massive rioting uh, in our state. Um, and they, it was just, it didn't seem, I don't know about you, but I didn't, I didn't feel like I was in a place where I could get on the podcast and have a have a fun conversation <clears throat> not a fun conversation um this podcast sorry i'm gonna i might hide chat for a little bit this podcast is getting not safe for dan's dan is the one who want to talk about it um i want to talk about it too yeah it just it didn't feel like i could i could give my attention to the podcast. Um, I know it might not seem like it, but it's 
while I'm doing it, I try not to split my attention between a bunch of other things. Um, besides chat and the dog and random people who text me throughout the podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, things were happening a mile from your house, basically. Yeah, and our we're not in Minneapolis, thankfully. Um, I don't really think there was anything that really happened in Woodbury, but there was... No, Sunday was the closest. Yeah, yeah, which is very close. There were a lot of sirens. You could hear helicopters all through the night. Um, and there was just there was just a lot going on um, in response to the death of George Floyd, uh, the murder <laughs> of George Floyd. So we didn't do a podcast last week, um, and that's why. It just didn't feel like it was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm, I feel awkward. It, I was the one who said I didn't want to do it because I didn't. I didn't feel like I could do it. I don't know how. It's it's tough to put into words. It's just like I didn't feel like I could give a give the attention needed for the podcast. Oh, a hundred percent. Um. So yeah, since then there have been massive protests. Um, and now, a week later, I think it just happened yesterday, they upped the charge to second-degree murder, correct? Yep. And they arrested the other uh, three, and I can't remember the charges that they were charged with. Aiding and abetting. Aiding and abetting second-degree murder. Which... I believe can just have the exact same amount of years tacked onto it. Okay. Like basically, like this, the sentence could it could be the same. Okay. Um. Yeah, there's obviously, very obviously, a big problem, uh, in our country just with regards to equality, uh, and racial equality. I don't know that I. Feel super equipped to talk about that intelligently. No, like I, like I heard uh, um, one of uh, my friends that lives in Colorado. Uh, when everyone was doing like just like the the black Instagram post, uh, Blackout Bullard Tuesday. just said, hmm? "Blackout Tuesday." Sorry. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. It just said. I understand that I will never understand, but I will stand. Mm. And I thought, I'm like that. Like that's that's kind of how I felt at that time. Like it's one of those things where like I can, I do my best to understand and listen. There are things that I just will never be able to grasp because it's just so, uh, so foreign to me or how my life has gone that I just know that I could never truly understand and things will just sound insane or alien to me that people might say about the way their life is that it doesn't seem but like I that's it they're just things that I just can't understand about parts of the issue but I you know it doesn't mean I'm I can't listen and at least try to grow as much as I can from it well the tough part 
the tough part. A part uh, a part of it that's tough is that you want. For me, it's like I want to do more. To push change and promote change, mm-hmm. but then you get kind of stalled out and you don't know what those things are. Um, and so, for me personally, I think sometimes I get that like, yeah, I'll never understand, and I don't even want to ask a question. But I think that can be bad. Cool. Yes. Because I f- I feel very helpless, and I don't I don't believe that I am. I don't believe that there's nothing that I can do. So I've been really paying attention to posts uh, that have been talking about ways that you can change yourself and your your thinking. Um, one of the one of the things I'm actually going to share uh, it's from so my brother-in-law. This is one of his very good friends. Uh, they came up with this idea, um, and I really like the idea. They're actually currently working on making these. Um, and I'll kind of explain why I like the idea more after this. Uh, but I'm going to show. I got to find the thing. I'm going to show that right now. Uh, if you guys can't hear the audio, let me know right away, and I'll. F- I th- you should be able to hear the audio on it, though. I'm just hoping that it's loud enough. Um, but yeah, this is the idea. This is one of the ideas that they've come up with that I liked. Um, okay, so you should still be able to hear me. Hopefully, I'm not too loud. I have this kind of cranked louder so that you can hopefully hear Corey here. So, yeah, if you can hear it, let me know. Hi, I'm Corey. I'm black. Um, and I've lived in a lot of white spaces. My whole life is in white spaces. I have a lot of white friends who, um, especially in these times of mourning and pain, watching this world just catch fire with injustice and outrage as to what's happening in this country. These allies, they come to support, and they ask me the most important question, what can they do? And honestly, I just haven't had a perfect answer. I still don't have a great answer. I don't even know what the right answer is yet. But I've been praying, and I do have an idea. In Western culture, when someone's in mourning, those who are supporters, those who are allies, they come alongside them, and they wear black armbands. They let them know, I feel your pain, I'm with you. As a black man in America, even though on the phone I can pass, whenever I'm in person, you see my blackness. You know who I am. As a supporter, as an ally, when you're in your white spaces, if you don't want to, you get to stop associating in any way with blackness. What I ask, wear an armband. Let your white spaces know where you stand. Hi, I'm Corey. <laughs> I'm black. So yeah, I... Was it too quiet? Could you hear Corey at all? Because I can play it again and just crank the volume. Somebody let me know if you if you were able to hear what he said. Okay, I could still hear it. I knew it was going to be quiet. I just didn't want to max it out. But I can play it again. All right, if you guys ask to play it again, I'll I'll jump back. Um I really like that idea. Uh when I was younger, I couldn't hear it at all. Okay. It was quiet but audible, Vita Manderson says. Uh okay, I'm going to go back and play it one more time. Um and I'm just going to crank the audio. It's only like what a minute long. It's not very long. So, uh, just give me a second. Hi, I'm Corey. I'm black. Um, and I've lived in a lot of white spaces. My whole life is in white spaces. I have a lot of white friends who, um, especially in these times of mourning and pain, watching this world just catch fire with injustice and 
outrage as to what's happening in this country. These allies, they come to support and they ask me the most important question, what can they do? And honestly, I just haven't had a perfect answer. I, I still don't have a great answer. I don't even know what the right answer is yet. But I've been praying and I do have an idea. In Western culture, when someone's in mourning, those who are supporters, those who are allies, they come alongside them and they wear black armbands. They let them know, I feel your pain, I'm with you. As a black man in America, even though on the phone I can pass, whenever I'm in person, you see my blackness. You know who I am. As a supporter, as an ally, when you're near white spaces, if you don't want to, you get to stop associating in any way with blackness. What I ask, wear an armband. Let your white spaces know where you stand. Hi, I'm Corey. Okay, so <clears throat> hopefully you guys could hear it better that time. Um, yeah, when I was... Oh, I turned that down way too much. There we go. Uh, this is going to be kind of a roundabout way to explain one of my parts that I like about this. If you want to interrupt me at any point, Dan, go ahead. When I was uh, in high school... Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I'm mega loud. Okay, I'll put yeah. this down here. Maybe it's just Javin. Um, oh, no, I, I probably am definitely very loud. Okay, that, that's got to be... That has to be better there. Okay, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize it turned it up on this channel, too. I was probably blasting that out of the water. Um, so you're middle school. No, when I was in high school, like the last part of high school, and then college and a little bit after college... Uh, you remember, I used to have a bunch of shit on my wrists all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and I used to do things where I would I would tie things around my wrists to remind me of certain things. To remind me to be grateful or to remind me uh, to not eat a certain way or just... It was just to remind me of things. To make me... So that every day I would constantly think about it. And I would always try to do... I would try to put things on my wrist that were uncomfortable so that I couldn't just kind of start ignoring it. Um, and that's one of the things I like about this idea a lot is like if if a lot of people started to do this, it, the, the fact that there is a problem uh, in our country, it, it won't go out of people's minds as easy, as easily. Um, like I, you know, I've been starting every morning, um, since about last Saturday by going to NPR.org and just looking at what's there, seeing what's happening, uh, with civil disobedience protests in the country, reading about them. Um, and they've, even there, it's gotten less and less and less on the main page to where today, I think there were only two, like right away, obviously there's more being written. But it was where, like, the front page was just all about it and all about the death of George Floyd and all about uh, kind of the plight of minorities in our country. Um, and already it's kind of dwindling out of the consciousness. Mm -hmm. uh, and so one of the things I really like about that is that if everybody did this, it would you would see it every day when you went out. I mean, not that we're going out to a lot of places right now during COVID. Mm-hmm. But it would be it would be a reminder that like no this is something we need to th constantly be aware of and constantly be talking of, um, because I I'll admit that it, over time it will just it's it's not 
it's not something I have to bear every day. No. It's like he says. It's when you're in your white space, you can kind of just forget about it. It doesn't... There's no malicious intent in forgetting about it, but you just do. You're, you get busy and you go on with your life. But if you had something to remind you every day mm-hmm. of something that's important to you and something that you want to work on and be aware of and have conversations about and be supportive of, it would stay in your consciousness every day. If like before you left, you grabbed your keys in your wallet and then an armband to tie around your arm. And then when you were out in public, you saw other people wearing it. There would also be a weird social thing for me. Whereas like if I went out and forgot about it, it would be even more at the front of my mind. Like, I'm not like, I'm not, showing support for those people in my life who I love, who do have to deal with this more directly every day than I do. Mm-hmm. That's one of, That's one of the parts I really like about it is it's just, it's a great way to keep it more at the front of at least my, the front of my own mind, if not other people's. Yeah. Um, and like Corey says, it's also just a great way to show support. Um, I think it's just a great nonverbal way to sh- communicate support to those around you communicate that you want to you want to be a person who is finding ways to improve things mm-hmm. um i hope i hope more people share it based on the likes i have no idea how tiktok works uh i'm not sure how many people have shared it i know james and Corey are working on making some armbands um I, 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 I like the idea. I hope it gains more traction. No, it's 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 a it's a, it's a very good idea because again, like it's it's one of those things where like you don't know what you can do. Like it's so you look to those people that you know that like you go like you have James that you can look to and be like what what can I do? And this is something that he's like, you can do this. Well, that's what I've loved about uh, how big the outpouring has been on this particular one. Twitter and Instagram have been full of resources. Um, actually, Javin's uh, fiance put one out that I screenshot a few of them. And it was different. It was books and uh, and then different kind of artwork, uh, movies, books, podcasts. Um, that's, been the, that's been a big thing this week is people listing like my like like minority and black uh artists restaurants all that stuff yeah uh i think that stuff can be so illuminating and i'm embarrassed to admit that like really the only kind of book i've ever read on it is uh i mean it's not even on it it's just it's the malcolm x autobiography mm-hmm. i haven't really read a lot about uh, man, that makes my heart beat faster to even admit that because I just feel, I feel embarrassed to admit it. I haven't done a lot of, I haven't taken a lot of steps or a lot of action to kind of go out and learn more about it. And yeah, I love, I love to read, and I don't know, I don't really have a good excuse as to why I haven't. But it's I, uh, yeah, Javin's fiance put out a, a list of books and it was like, I screenshotted that and I was like, man, I'm going to go, I'm going to go read these books. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean I'm going to agree with all of them. I have no idea, but 
you gotta you gotta try at least. I think. No, like like that's kind of the way I felt watching of all things Watchmen, the the TV show on HBO, because it it starts with a very real thing that happened in history. Yeah, that I've never heard of. That's basically been you know they tried their best Scrub. to basically make this thing disappear forever. Um, and I'm like, oh, this isn't a thing. And so and so like I like I googled it after the episode. I'm like. Oh, this is like a real thing that happened. I remember you telling me about that because you thought it was so extreme that they had to have just made it up for that episode. Yep. But and then it like, turned no, out to is... be a real racial thing. Yep. And it's like, it's, you know, it's, it's just those, those things, you know, it's, it's one of those where it's, it's, to say it sucks that this is what made this happen, but, like I, I can't think of like a, a better way to phrase that in the in the moment, um, but I, I've I've heard a lot of people say like there was this weird confluence of things that happened in this last because it's people were already inside on COVID. Mm-hmm. Everyone was paying attention to everything happening just you know on social media because they're bored and at home. Yep. The the black guy got killed. Got murdered in uh, Carolina. Yeah, there was. Yeah. Uh, by by the by those those two racist jackass in the truck, um, and then you know went uncharged and find, finally magically you know finally charged after the video showed up. Uh, that white lady called the cops on the black guy bird watching in Central that Park. That is fucking bananas. Um, that one was. And then and then George mm-hmm. Floyd and it's just like this is fucking not unwavering. It's, this is this is nonsense. This is this is too much. It's not. And, and, sorry, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, that yeah, that's uh, it, like the, it, like the thing. It's like such a part was such a like a. It's those things where they've been saying it all along. Like 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 African American communities, black people say it all along. Like this is this is something that happens. You people use their whiteness to like. As, as a weapon against my blackness. It and was, that was so and, and it, was, it was on tape. Because that lady was also like a registered Democrat and stuff, right? Like, well, I, sure. I think I think Amber was telling me that like her social media presence is one that's like more liberal. <laughs> um, and that I don't want to focus on that one, but that one, a part of that one was just like, I, th- I said this earlier in the week to you and a couple other coworkers about a story that a coworker told us. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't have anything to do with race, mm-hmm. uh, but it was like I have these moments sometimes in life where I'm just like, I'm just like, man, am I really that like innocent and naive? We're like, I don't know why it sounds awful to say it this way, but it was like, not you know, in '92 was Rodney King. Was that '92? I can't, I can't remember. Exactly. Th- I'm exactly. pretty sure it was 92 was Rodney King. Cause I'm pretty sure it was before I was 10 was, you know, Rodney King, yep. but it's been like in my consciousness, big J said, yes, in my consciousness, it's like the way police officers treat the black community has been in my consciousness forever. But in my mind, I don't know why it was like, I, that one was so stunning to me. Cause it was like, who does that? Like, how do you, you just you you're really just gonna say that to a person like, I it was mm-hmm. it was just this moment where I felt so feebly naive 
like no of course there are, of course there are people out there like that they're they're just they're broken <laughs> somehow in their mind i don't get it um and these aren't i'm not i'm not relating these as equivalent they're not equivalent but the other story was of a a coworker who had another coworker essentially email a boss and ask for permission to do something the boss said no then they emailed our coworker who works in a different department and was like hey will you do this thing for me our boss said yes and our coworker was like yeah sure and then our coworker who works in this different department was talking to that person's boss and it like came up naturally in conversation and the the boss person was like no i said they couldn't do that and it was, like that was another moment in my life where i was like I don't, I just feel so, I f- it makes me feel sheltered and, and naive. Like, why do I, why do I go around thinking that people are going to tell the truth? Yeah. I uh, just going back, uh, Schwat, the, the beginning, the, the inciting incident of like, uh, the Watchmen TV show is this thing, like the, the burning of Black Wall Street, where, uh, in, uh, 1921, uh, basically, a uh, there was this very affluent area, or a, a, a very well-do area in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that they was nicknamed Black Wall Street because they, you know, they, they were doing they were doing very well as a community, um, and the white community came in and burned to the ground and killed a lot of them. It's something you should go because it's. I had never heard of it until Dan brought it up, but it's something you should go read about. What was it called again, Dan? Say it. Uh, if you just look at Black Wall Street, okay, it's uh, it's it's more horrific than Rondo, and Rondo is pretty because it, it doesn't. It, it seems so unreal as I'm watching. Yeah, it unfold in this you know in this dramatized fashion on TV, and I'm like, it's it's like, oh, holy Christ! Rondo's a weird one too because Rondo is. I think there's a lot of people in Minnesota who have no idea what Rondo is, what the Rondo neighborhood was, what happened. My, I can remember my mom telling me about Rondo when I was, I was probably a teenager, um, somewhere between middle school and high school, somewhere in there. Um, but yeah, that's where they just plowed an affluent black neighborhood to put in the freeway. They were in, in, in Minnesota. And it was just like tough and displaced tons of black families and um, and this is, I mean, Black Wall Street is much more horrific than that. Um, but yeah, yeah I'm, I, I'm just trying to be, uh, as kind of open and vulnerable as I can. Um, and I think this one, these riots hit literally so close to home that it has affected me. And I'm like, I'm embarrassed to say it this way. That's why I'm saying vulnerable. I'm I'm embarrassed and ashamed to say, like, it's never hit me the way that uh, Philando was one. Because uh, we were in San Diego when Philando happened. Mm-hmm. And I remember when Philando happened, I called James, who I I don't want to speak for you, <laughs> uh, Big J, but I feel very close to James uh, right away. Because that was, like, in St. Paul. It was in our neighborhood. And then it happened again. Uh and then these riots happened and I don't know, it was just like, there have been two instances now where 
there are people who I liked and respected, and I, I don't want to say respected past tense, but they, uh, they said, yeah, I don't understand why they would like why they would riot and destroy their own community and blah blah and like. Do you get what I'm saying? I can't remember their exact verbiage, but it's like they're just destroying their own community. Like that—that's how these people phrase it. And these are people I like and and think of as like very nice people. And it was in work settings, and that is also like awkward because what I want to do is like how the f- how do you not get it? Mm-hmm. You know, like one of the social media things that I've seen a lot of is like you te- you right now while everybody's rioting because another person was murdered. You have, you've told us, it's like, you're saying, why can't you peacefully protest? And you, you, and then, you know, these memes give all these examples of all these ways that people have tried to peacefully protest that people lose their fucking minds about. And it's like, anybody who says that, it's so, I don't know what to do in a work setting because what I want to do is be like, what, what do you mean? How do you not get it? Like one of, one of the most, uh, one, of, one of the best examples in like recent Remember that people like jumped to immediately was the fact that Colin Kaepernick was denied a job in the NFL because he tried to kneel to protest police brutality and racial inequality, and they ran out of the NFL like by doing it as as like as as peacefully and as quietly as he possibly could and. They used every trick in the book to basically paint him as like anti-patriotic, like it's yeah. Well, it's like yeah, it's like what I was saying before too. It was a way to keep it in people's consciousness every week for like hundreds of millions of Americans probably who watch football. Mm-hmm. But I don't like I can't I don't I don't know I don't know I don't know what to do because in my mind I me and Amber the the on last week. When we didn't do the podcast, it was like uh, Amber at one point was like, and Amber did not say this with any of that kind of gross con- connotation, but she was like, yeah. And we, I mean, I it's also very sad because rioting isn't the answer. Just meaning like it, what Amber's tr- trying to say is like, it's on us all as a community of people and Americans to solve this and work about it. And I was just like, my response was just kind of like, I mean, it's kind of the answer because it's like you kind of like you get to a certain point where you're like, you, I don't have any other option, but to, like I have so much built up in me and so much repressed and especially right now during COVID that it like I, you're, you're giving me no other outlet than to f- like fucking explode than to just explode apart at the seams. And so w- when people have said that, it's like, I don't know how you don't get it. If you're really listening and you're really paying attention and you're really watching, I don't know, I don't know how the fuck you don't get it. I don't know how you don't see that and empathize with it in some human way and just go, yeah, I'd want to fucking, I'd want to tear down everything around me too. I, and I if I could I'm, get it, if I could get it something more meaningful, I would tear that down. But I can't. I guess I'm, I, I've been lucky in this last week and a half that I haven't had to deal with anybody like that. I, I haven't had to. No, no one that I've conversed with about this has uh, 
put it that way, like been able to, I don't know, I don't know. That's because that's that's just so ignorant and stupid, short-sighted, and like not. Yeah, I don't know. It it's weird because these people who have said it are people who I think are genuinely and generally very nice, sweet, kind people. I just think there's some ignorance there. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to. I haven't read these yet because I've been trying to pay attention to you. So, Big J said uh, that's what that's what the black band is about. Not trying to interject. Oh, I think you're. I misread this because I think you were saying not trying to interject to me, right? Yes. Uh, so that's what the black band is about. Having those conversations in white spaces. So I misunderstood. I thought you were saying that's what the black band is about. Is not trying to interject having those conversations in white spaces. And I was like, well, wait, maybe I misunderstand something. Uh, then Big J says, the black band signifies to others and keeps it in your own mind that you, white people, need to continue to have those conversations when I'm not present. I'm, in this example, being uh, a black man. Um, white people won't say they're just destroying their own stuff to my face. Will they even broach the subject with you at all? Is what Javin said. They say it around each other, and we need our actual allies who are around it to call it out. It's awkward, difficult, weird, but, you know, try being black. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's... That's another great... I didn't even think about that, but if I was wearing it at work, it's another great way. See, my... My first thought, too, though, is, like, would people just not have the conversation around me, then, if I was wearing it? Because I'm trying, like, since it happened, especially with this one person, I'm trying to be very but vague. But, it, but it's forcing them to think about it. That's the point. No, they're not, I, not talking about it. That, no, they're I get bit, it. But they still have to think about it. They still have to think, like, well, this, yes, you're right. That's a good point. Um, I'm trying to be very vague about this coworker on purpose. Mm. Um yeah since it happened i've just been thinking to myself like man i don't know i don't know how to appropriately bring that up in that moment and i think if i if i can figure out a way like a tactic to appropriately bring it up uh and i'm starting to think that like the best way would just to be like i like just 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 to say like i get it the thing is, like, I, I was, like, I, wouldn't, I had wouldn't, a, a you similar thing to that. Go ahead. Like, this weekend where, um, like, I was ready for, just because, like, my dad's an older white gentleman, and, like, he watches, you know, some Fox News, like, just, you know, things like that. So, like, I was ready for him to, like, say something about that. Like, basically, almost that exact same thing. It's about, like, the riots and, and, and like, uh, but he didn't, and, like, you know, he talked about like it in in the, in the light that I that I was I was happy about, I guess. So it's like, but like I, I was like I I don't know what I would have said to him, but it was something where I was like, for some reason, I was I was just I was half expecting it to go that way, and it worried me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is uh, that's not a you know this probably better than anybody except my wife. Uh, I. <laughs> With people that I'm close to and love, I don't, I don't have, no. a, I don't have, I don't have a problem speaking my mind. No. Um, and it actually, it physically makes me uncomfortable to not do it, 
uh, like in those. And I'm not I'm not saying that for any kind of social brownie points or anything. It, I'm just saying like to not to not express kind of frustration in those two moments that I've had at work. It 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 makes me physically uncomfortable to not do it. Um, and it it could it could be about race or it could be about something else entirely. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it it just it it like bubbles inside. I can just feel it. It's like a pot with a lid that is going to boil off or so. I don't know. It just it need like there's something that needs to come out. Um, but around yeah, like I it's my dad's birthday today, um, and my dad is pretty conservative. Um, and when I called him, I was like, "Fuck!" I'm calling him on his birthday, and I'm like, I'm very worried that he's going to bring it up because I don't. I don't want to get into it with him on his birthday, but I can't, like, I don't want to say I can't help myself because obviously I can kind of stop myself from doing it at work, but, like, with my dad, it would just be, like, I I couldn't not, I I just, I would do it. I would just do it. Mm -hmm. That's why when you were, when when you were thinking of going down there this week, like, uh, last weekend, yeah, um, I'm, I'm like, oh, God, do not, like, if he, like I was in my head, like if you go down there, you have to tell him we're not talking about politics this entire time I'm down here. Honest to God, it's the reason I decided not to go because I, I didn't I, want I, I didn't I want I didn't want to talk to him. I don't blame you on that. Um, and so okay, so Big J says Adam, that anger you're talking about, I feel like I was born with it. It's been there long before I knew what it was or why it was there. That's one of the things where I think I can say, I'll never, I'll never get that i can hear you say that because i think there's a lot i think there's a lot that like that's uh one of the reasons i loved uh what javin's fiance put out was because some of it was art some of it was film some of it was books which i'm i'm assuming some of it's fiction but i don't know yet um but i think art can be so illuminating in that way where you can empathize with the character so much that you can actually learn and grow in some regard in some way but like that i don't think like knowing that from just knowing it forever like since before you have memories i don't like i don't think i can ever i can empathize with it i can want future generations to not have it Mm -hmm. i think we can work towards that but i can't it's just not something i can grasp uh i'll share it with you amber and i'll uh i'll actually i'll tweet it out um Javin, if she still has those, tell her to, to, or you can send them to me, or she can send them to me on Instagram, and I'll tweet them out. Uh, from this might sound stupid. Um, it's a list of books and movies and podcasts um, that are available. Uh, Is that, so, on, the, that are, on, the, on the Dan the Dog account? Dan the Dog account? What? I think she also has an account that's only for Dan the Dog. <laughs> Dan... I've been trying so hard to not give out any personal stuff. Dan the dog is somehow personal? <laughs> uh, it's not super personal. Driving around the whole state just yelling, Dad! <laughs> Wait to see what dog. Oh, no, Javin put more. More yeah. details. And by the way, I hate that dog's name because it confuses me when sometimes, sometimes oh. Javin will be talking. And I'll be like, wait, what did Dan do? Oh, yeah, for the, for, for the first like <laughs> little bit when they were together, it's like, 
Oh, the fucking dog. Oh, okay. Man, I thought you said Dan ruined your blinds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if she if she can send those to me, I I think I took I took screenshots. I didn't take screenshots of. Did I? Sorry, guys. This is not fun. Uh, nope. I got books and I got uh, movies that are from black creators, uh, but I didn't I didn't get the podcasts. So that would be the only one I need, and I can tweet that out uh, from our account. Um, uh, I guess a weird reco for me for uh, Watchmen was probably my favorite TV show last year. Yep. Um, and there were episodes that were hard for me to watch uh, because they were very uh, they seemed too real, and it, and it was that stuff that like was uncomfortable for me because it, it was. It was the, like the things like this that I usually I can you know it's so easy for us to just not look and and not not watch that um, it being in something that I enjoyed watching like forced me to sit and like you know take it in and that was that was good good but there were there, yeah. there were some tough episodes of that show that deal with some uh, some racism stuff racism stuff i'm so hopeful that more change is going to come out of this man's death than has come before i don't know i know but then but then it goes back to what i'm saying before i don't know if i'm just being naive again and it's just like well it hit so close to home to you this time that you're just you know because like 92 were when the the rodney king riots the L.A. riots happened. Yeah, uh, and that, that was, that's, the like, thing, like, that's the thing. I, one of the parts of the message I keep hearing over and over again is like, not like nothing's changed. It's still been the same since Rodney King. It's just more visible now because of cell phones. And Nothing it, actually it, changed, though. It's, 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 I don't want to say it's reached its boiling point yet because I don't know. Like, I, I'd like to say it has. Uh, but we, it's... It's been happening in the community the entire time. We've been able to just not look at it because we're, we just don't live in that community. For you know, uh, Ronnie King was the first real one where it happened on camera, and they just said he was a bad guy, and you know he was blah blah blah. We'll just write this one off. But there's so much. There's a proclivity of evidence at this point because everyone has a cell phone camera. And you can't not see it. It's it's so abundantly clear that you hope that it that it has reached a boiling point and that this is what makes it boil over. Well, Big J, I don't know what that Big J said. Only kind of Dan cops and National Guard sprayed fire hoses at kids and women. Unleashed dog on them and shit in the sixties. No, no, I, I, I think Dan's just uh, say. I think Dan was just saying with Rodney King, it was the video. Is that what you were saying? Oh, it's yeah, on video. I, Jesus I, I, Christ! Well, that's that. You you see those videos of those protests. I I'm just going from my lifetime. I I can't, oh, okay. can't speak enough to what it was like in the sixties. But um, again, like like 
I don't know. Again, like it's 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 this thing that I don't fully understand, but. Uh, I mean, I mean, Al Ostercamp says I've seen some good books of I've seen some good lists of children's books. Uh, we should get and have around the house. Uh, I agree. If anybody's listening and they want to get a great book for their kid, one of uh, our son's favorite books is a book called Jabari Jumps, and it is a great book. It's just it's it's just a book about a little boy who's afraid of diving, and his dad not diving, jumping off the high dive board, and his dad like encourages him to go dive. It's just a great book. It's just about being. It's about facing your fear and being brave. Uh, and it's it's main characters are black, but it doesn't like. It's just kind of a. It's just a book about a boy. I don't like. It's just a great book that Nemo loves, and he would pretend to be Jabari and pretend to jump. But yeah, I think that's a good one. Um. Yeah, the other thing that I was going to say is uh kind of in response to what you were saying sorry chat kind of blew up there so i was silent and catching up on chat for anybody who's listening on just audio um chat's going fast enough where i'm kind of i'm not reading every message um so vitamin anderson said in 92 you only got the media's representation of it now we get to see footage and opinions at the ground level you can't suppress information now as easily as you once could and that at least is a good thing yeah, um, that's basically what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think the another. It's a, like obviously, it's a, I think it's such a huge problem. It's so it's and by huge I mean multifaceted. There are so many parts to why things have ended up this way, um, and I I don't. I don't pretend to have any of the answers, but I feel like a big part of it is spending more time and more energy and more money probably f- to help communities that have been kind of steamrolled by uh I don't know what the, I don't know what the right word is for it, just like white governments, you know, white uh <laughs> presidencies in our country. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I read a an interview on the the route yesterday where they they talked to a, a this lady who's uh, she leads like the like African American Ornithological Society like basically like black bird watchers in the country, um, and they just kind of it was just about how she got into it, um, you know. Still, this is basically like all like, all like a because of what happened in in Central Park, uh, but. There's so many things that we take for granted, like watching birds, that we can go into a park with binoculars as white people and not be like, oh, what is that guy doing with those binoculars? What's he, what's, like, they, like no one would question that we're, that, that we're there looking at birds or they're looking at something. And it's, it's so it's about, like, that. Like that's the stuff that, like, they don't have those freedom to feel safe in that space that we do so javin says i think we got a lot of the dad and get outs around here 
And this particular incident in the horrible video has really made some people have like that cringe moment when his heart grows <laughs> three sizes bigger. Go for a jog and a sweatshirt. Yep. Is what Big J says. See Ahmad Aubrey? I don't know about that, that one. That, that, that's the the guy who got killed. Okay. In the truck. Oh Jesus! There, I was I, during COVID. I was basically ignoring all news. Uh, until Floyd. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I've for some reason there's some something kicked in in my brain where I'm hand like I'm looking at the news every day and kind of handling it just fine. My my mental state seems fine. I think a part of that is just people I love and care about are, you know, you kind of get strength through those people and, and wanting to do right mm-hmm. by them. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to work for a charter school in East St. Paul here um, that kind of served uh, low-income communities and immigrant communities. And I think a lot of those, fam- I think about a lot of those families right now too. And just a lot of those, especially a lot of those little boys who are just, it's like what James saying, it's just in your head from before you can remember, from before you can remember remembering. Mm-hmm. Um, so A.L. Camp says, someone did a video to show white privilege in the same neighborhood as Arbery, except he was also running with a TV. No one stopped him. Uh... And then she says that should be satire, but it's not. Um, it's one of the things that I think working working at that school. This is like one of the things that I've always said that I say half in jest, uh, but I'm I'm also probably half serious. Is I think everybody should have a mandatory. Everybody in the country should have a mandatory. Uh, you should have to work retail, and you should have to work food service. I've always kind of joked about that because I think you would just be nicer to people in retail and food service if you work there. Uh-huh. But w- working working with communities like the one that I got to work with when I was at Cornerstone, I think everybody should have to do something like that, some kind of public service uh, like that. It It's so illuminating and so eye-opening. And one of the things that I remember seeing is kind of what James is talking about, where it's it's in your mind from the like the moment your mind is developing it's just there it's always there and it's there in so many it's whoops it's there in so many different ways it's not just that like police are bad and are going to kill you it's like you're not worthy because of this you're not beautiful because of this you'll never be able to do this you're like you shouldn't go in these places because of this you like it's a thing that is just saying you're not, you shouldn't, you can't all the time, like all the time. And I don't, I don't know how to fix that in any, in any community. I don't, it, it, I, I just even struggle to find words. It's got to be so overbearing and overburdensome to just always be getting that message of like, don't do that, can't do this, won't ever be able to do that not right enough for this, not this, you know, not whatever enough for this to just get that over and over again. 
it's it's gotta it it has to change the way that your brain is functioning and so i don't when i think about it it's like i don't know it's got to maybe not change the way your brain is functioning is not the exact way i want to phrase it it's got to be it's got to it's got to change the way that you're interacting with the world. Does that make 100%. sense? Oh, like and it, so it, it, I don't know how, like, it does, it does, if, it does have to start with, and it has to come mostly from the majority so that it's, so that it's not always weighing on you i don't i'm so i'm struggling for words because it's a thing that having worked there with those those kids and you work when you work there you work with them long enough to see them as like little kids like my son's age who are just like just starting to like realize like people have different skin color but they don't really realize like everything else that comes with race and then you see them grow into somebody who like understands that they're black in america and it, I don't know, I don't know how to put it into words. I don't know if I can put it into words. I'm probably not the right person to put it into words, but seeing it is something that I can kind of see, but I can't, I can't, I can't make it sound right with words the way that I want it to. Um, Big J said, uh, it's tiring. I'm tired. I'm tired for years. I don't even get that mad at this stuff. It turns into apathy, like swimming against the current. Eventually, you just get tired and give up. It's too much. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I'm trying to catch up on stuff too. They were talking about how the uh, uh, no oh, one, yeah. got, no one got mad at the white people riding for haircuts. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. It makes me want to cry. Especially when you see... When you see, like, little people who are just little people and they're just, like, innocent and fun and loving and you kind of watch them get broken, it's... I don't know, you start to feel really helpless and it's... I think it's even like Big J said, you start to feel... I start to feel apathetic to it because I feel so helpless. It's like, well, I don't know what to do to fix it. And I don't like feeling helpless. So I, you know, it's just kind of, you let it go out of your mind. I'm ashamed to say that. That's one of the things I like about James and Corey's idea so much is that it, it doesn't let it leave my mind Mm -hmm. or it doesn't let it as easily. I have to, I have to consciously, I have to, like, if I'm putting it on my arm every day and wearing it, I have to consciously make the choice not to think about it at that point. Mm-hmm. At least once a day. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no, it's, it's the same reason that, like, like, Jesse's wedding invitation is on my fridge. Yeah. Still. Because I, I open my fridge and I see it every day. So that, like, it's, you know, I don't forget yeah so that he's on your mind so that you remember him i really like that idea i hope more people share it i i honestly honest to god i hope that becomes a movement i'm i don't know people it just it seems like it's not an easy thing to fix but it's it's absolutely a thing with, that's within our capacity to improve 
and over time fix. It, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what, because uh, there, there's going to be some very, like there's going to be a lot of ideas thrown out over, like, over the next like uh, weeks and months um, to see exactly what kind of takes hold and like what seems to actually make sense and isn't just kind of like knee jerk or something like that. Um, they, what was it like the Minneapolis city council is disbanding the Minneapolis police department. Well, they talked about it. I think they said they're doing it. I haven't read Amber. I think knows more about it than I do. She shared an article with me about it. I haven't read it yet. I don't know if she has from city pages. Doing, but maybe not. I think they just or, talked or, about or, it. Or, or they, yeah, they just says they're considering of the Minneapolis City Council. Lisa Bender, we are going to dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department and replace it with a transformative new model of public safety. Big J said we are working on a website. Uh, that being him and Corey. I don't know how much you shared already. I sh- I shared uh, Corey's video and talked about one of the. I don't know if you were paying attention or not paying attention. I don't know if you were uh, logged on when I was talking about one of the things I love about it is that it keeps it present in my mind. Um, Cause kind of like we were talking about Dan and I and kind of like Corey mentions, it's when you're white and you're surrounded, you're like your whole community is white and you go to the, like, it's not, it's not something I have to think about all the time. So it just, like I said before, it's not a malicious thing. It just leaves my mind. And I, one of the things that I instantly loved about your guys' ideas that it, doesn't allow that to happen i have to consciously make a choice to not think about it mm-hmm. um okay uh big j says the other thought of the band is that this won't be the last time and we can put the bands back on yeah it's really depressing to think about it in that way but it is true that this won't be the last time was it uh I just, you know, another another naive part of my brain. Sorry to cut you off. That's all right. I just keep thinking like, so many more families are becoming mixed families that I just like. I, in my mind, I'm like, I hope on like, in like another generation, can this be just such a like, not a? Th- can we please just make it not a thing anymore? Like, I'm just no, hopeful it's, it's, it's that like, 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 like you want for like your brother-in-law, like, what I want for, like, my brother and uh, my sister-in-law. Like I, like, I don't want their kids, like, to have to worry about it as much as even James has to worry about it. That's, I don't think it's going to be that. It, it can't be that fast, but it's, I, I don't, like, I, I don't know. Sorry, I was reading chat. Yeah, I don't know either. I just hope that... I kind of just keep hoping, and I'm just... Maybe I'm being naive about it. And I'm not I'm not saying it as a reason to not do anything, but, like, I, there's a part of me that's like, man, can this just be the death throes of, the like, the boomer generation? And it's just kind of... There's going to be a part of it that's here one day come tomorrow. <laughs> as, like, as, like, boomers kind of just... Either get it or leave. Uh, Jevin did did send me that other list, so I will. 
Okay, sorry. I will tweet those out. What were you going to say? Uh, crap. I'm sorry. I cut you I'll off. I'll try to remember. Huh? I'll try to remember. Yeah, I, uh, there was another thing I saw today that was shared by my friend Kim. Uh, so Kim, if you're watching, what's up, Kim? Um... I keep getting distracted by chat. I almost thought about when we were going to have this conversation, just putting chat away. I thought you were. <laughs> uh, Aster Camp says, but then there are those mega hat wearing young white guys. She's not wrong. And then Vitamin Anderson says, this feels different than prior awful situations in the past. Like things have finally got some sort of head. I don't disagree with you, Vita, but I, my thought to that, because I've had that same thought, is like, I think this just hits so close to where we live that it feels different to us. I don't, I don't know that that's true, but I don't know that the other side, that this is different. It's yeah. Like big J says, I hope so. But America's track record isn't great. I know there are protests in every state. I just hope that it, I, that's the, like, I, I feel like we've been protested when, you know, uh, like, uh, like Eric Garner, like, when like that happened in every state. I can that remember happened, that happened a lot in the in like the city where it happened, but that happened in every state. Like these things, this isn't the first time it's been like it, maybe this is the biggest protest. I don't know. Everybody, but it's, not, but it's not like we protest. We don't just protest nationwide when that stuff happens. Everything that everybody's saying is true. I just don't want. I don't want. I don't want it to go away this time. Is what I'm thinking because I remember being sincerely and very upset with Philando. And I think that a part of that was that it happened so close to home mm -hmm. um, that it rattled my cage a little bit. But then, like I keep saying, I'm ashamed to admit, I just kind of forgot about it and it just kind of went away because it's not a part of my life. And I don't want that to happen this time. And I'm afraid, like I'm, ge I'm genuinely afraid that it will. So I, I want, I want things to, I want things to hold on to, so that I. I have to remember it and I have to keep talking about it and I have to keep confronting it because it is easy for me to just let it go. Mm -hmm. As much as I, as much as I hate to admit that I feel like such a shitty person for saying it. It was, it was, it was, it was easier to keep at the front of my mind all the time when I worked at Cornerstone because I, because I had to confront it every day there, but now that I don't and I live in the suburbs, I just, I don't have to confront it every day and it just, it's easy for it to slip away. So I'm, I'm hesitant to say anything is going to change in the next five years because of George Floyd's death, but I absolutely hope that things will and I want to try to do better at helping things change and I'm just, I want to try to figure out how to do that. Uh, Big J says, I get that feeling and I feel just as guilty as a black guy when I quote, unquote, move on. Uh, yeah, and Vitamin Manor says, says, humans want to go back to a comfortable space. <laughs> Big J says, I left the protest last Saturday, came home and watered my transplanted raspberries. Uh, I mean, they need water. Um... Yeah, man, I like to think of myself as a person who's not 
afraid of being uncomfortable, who's not afraid of having hard conversations, who's not afraid of speaking his mind. I really, I really do. I, I, it's one of the things that I like in myself and I want to cultivate it more. I think now that I'm older, I'm going to be 35 in like a month, uh, two months. Um, now that I have more maturity, I, what I need to make more of my focus is how to do it maturely because for so much of my life, it's just been like, like, you know, whatever stupid, like whatever is the first word that comes to my brain, which is usually like, fuck you. It's just not, it's not a mature way to do it, but I do have a personality trait that is not afraid to be combative or confrontational and, I think I need to let go of the combative part, but keep the parts that are okay with being uncomfortable and having uncomfortable conversations. And I need to find a way personally to do that maturely uh, so that I can have conversations like that at work. I think if I, if I, I don't think everybody is kind of, everybody has different, personality traits and i don't think everybody has a person personality traits that are able and willing to confront things like that but i do and I'm, so I, I i've just started to think a part of my responsibility as a member of american society is to address those things when they come up but what i have to figure out is how to do it the right way mm -hmm. that makes sense oh yeah that's the thing, like you like, you know, when that person says that thing at work, you have to have, be willing to have a conversation with them. <laughs> yeah, Big J, I do have to, I have to figure out how to have that conversation. Big J says, I would say be ma maturely combative. We need hard hitting white people out there being angry for us. When black guys get angry, they get written off. Uh, they get written off or worse, man. Yeah. Same thing with women. They get they get undertreated in hospitals because they are hysterical because they are women. Yeah, I just don't want I don't want I don't want this to go away. I don't think you can escape life without suffering, but I think there's a lot of suffering that we can alleviate. Um I don't know. Oh, there was one other thing. Kim if you're still listening, uh, she shared this thing, and I. This is kind of this is not really going away from uh, George Floyd and racial inequality in America, uh, but it kind of is. She shared this quote from retired General James Matias. Is that how you say it? Mattis. Mattis. Sorry. Uh, quote: Donald Trump is the first president in my lifetime who does not try to unite the American people. Does not even pretend to try. Instead, he tries to divide us. I like that guy put into words this feeling that I've had for so long, and I I was very grateful that he did that. Well, he, um, he worked for Trump, huh? He worked for Trump, but he left. Yes. Yeah, I. And then, and then Trump immediately tweeted that uh, he was dumb. He was terrible. One of the things that I said when when COVID first happened was. Uh, because, you know, they released the stimulus package and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, yeah, some things are getting done right. I just really wish we had. I, w I just want all I wanted like that. 
all I wanted in the moment, not all I wanted, but one of the big things I wanted in that moment was a president like Barack Obama or even uh, George W. Bush who could come out and talk about us as an American people, us as a society, us as a country, and find ways for us to unite and work together as a country. And he couldn't even do that for a fucking pandemic. It was just like, and now it's more, it's more of the same from him on race shit. I just, I, I like that quote of like, it's a good way to think about it. And I sent it to my mom and I was like, what are your thoughts on this? Cause I'm young ish. Uh, you know, I haven't been, aw- I've, I haven't been aware of that many presidents. Basically I've really just been aware of George Bush and Barack Obama. Uh, but I feel like this quote is dead on, so I wanted to get my mom's thoughts on it. No, like it. This man is was the, the highest ranking military officer in the world, or in, in in our country, and he does not take kindly to this guy pissing on him in his country every day. I'm sure. He just has to sit there and like he's sitting there watching it, being like, "This motherfucker is the antithesis to what I signed up for in the military." Yeah, he's trying to divide a nation. Mm-hmm. Whether or not he's doing that consciously, I mean, it seems like he's actively doing it. I don't. It, it's it, it it's it's a, it's a it's a farce where he is literally playing to his base at all times because he likes. He likes the he likes the rec he likes to cheer and he likes the recognition. That's that's the only thing I, that's the only thing I can think that he's doing it is that it's it he's such a start like a, such a narcissistic sociopath that he just loves the attention that he gets from his his base when he says and does these things. It's fucking bizarre. He could give a shit about the other half of the country. Yeah, but that's it's, it's also scary to half a country. It's scary yeah. that like people don't pick up on it. It's scary that people like my dad, who I think of as a very smart man, doesn't doesn't pick up on the fact that the way this dude operates is dividing us. It's weird. Makes me anxious having kids. You know, Obama wore a brown suit once. You know, that was a travesty. A brown <laughs> suit. Wore a brown suit. Yeah, I think he had fancy mustard once. It was, you know, to each his own, I guess. It was so offensive, Dan. Wait, Big J said, also, he talked about unleashing federal troops to run the streets, and not a single militia redneck conservative. Uh, State's right asshole. Why did he say librarian? What am I, what am I missing? Libertarian. Oh, libertarian. Okay, he must be on his phone. Fucking librarians, man. <laughs> Fucking librarians. Um, yeah, that's a great point. That, like, he was talking about martial law and federal troops. Yeah. And it's just bizarre to me. I don't know. I feel. I still feel like I'm stuck in the middle, too. And I feel like so many of the people I talk to are stuck in the middle of, like, Sometimes you think, uh, way more often you think conservative sides of things are crazy. 
But sometimes you think some of the liberal stuff is crazy, and it's just like I don't know where I don't know where to go or what to do. All right, I'm getting tired. <laughs> um. Yeah, we should have more conversations like this. Uh, I like the podcast to kind of be an escape and fun and goofy and very nerdy and very dorky and very dumb. Um, But I also, one of the reasons when I talked to you about starting a podcast was just like, hey, I just think talking about things that should get talked about as a good thing to put out in the world. Um, it would, it would have been, it wouldn't have been right if we didn't talk about this. Yeah. But I think we should continue to have conversations like this. I'm just saying it doesn't have to, this doesn't have to be a thing on every podcast, but I think we should continue to try to find things to bring up that are around, uh, race inequality in America and Mm -hmm. just inequality in America in general. Um, yeah, I, people are saying they're happy we discussed it. I don't think we could have not, especially with how close it hit to home this time. Um, I also think that even though maybe this isn't, maybe this episode wasn't an escape or, you know, kind of a distraction from what's going on, I think for people involved, it's probably cathartic and that's a good thing. No, this, like, this is the stuff that if we weren't in quarantine... We like we we would have seen each other at some point and talked about this. Yeah, this is these are the conversations that because without it, you we would be going. We would like if you didn't say all that stuff that you said, you would have gone insane. Your head would have flown off your body, and you would have. Yeah, I just I wanna I wanna read some more, listen to some more. And uh, find more things to talk about that relate to this. Um, and it's kind of interesting to do on such a public setting where it's like, man, this is the whole internet. Um, and we know that there are some internet friends who watch it. Uh, it just makes me much more self-aware than I think I would be with my friends. But mo- it's it's... <laughs> Big Jesus, calm down. You got eight viewers. It was like thirteen. I'm talking about the I'm talking about the podcast after the fact, man. Yeah, where we, we get <laughs> we get like thirteen downloads. We get like two more. Um. Yeah, it just uh, it's an interesting dynamic to have it where it's like mostly my friends who I'm talking to, but also like. Uh, they're just other people who don't actually know me and who I could sound very dumb and ignorant to. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, I'm really glad y'all tuned in. I will tweet. I will tweet those uh, movies and books and podcasts from Black Creators out, um, and then I'm going to be reading, listening, and watching in the coming months. Uh, and I'll probably bring up stuff that I like dislike am confused by agree with disagree with i'm going to try not to bring i'm i'm going to try to not be afraid to bring up any of that stuff on the podcast uh 
in the same way that I'm, you know, trying to bring up any of the stuff that I'm not usually confused about, but I'm embarrassed that I'm confused about. Like the fact that L.A. has two basketball teams. I never know what people are going to jump down my throat about <laughs> in movie night chat when I'm confused. Uh, <laughs> we, Adam, we, we know we'll be in a good place in this country when they jump down your throat and make fun of you about this stuff. Yes. Because right now everyone is being, it's, it's, you know. It's, Man, I'm hoping it's, for that future. Yeah. Uh, Javin, for people on the podcast, Javin said, what do you think Horny Dad thinks about all this? I miss one of that 69. Uh, then Big J says, I kind of really need to know what he thinks. I miss him. Oh, my God. That was so funny. I got to yep. go back and watch that clip. Also, there's a clip from here that I have to remember. Somebody remind me tomorrow. I, I got to go clip something. Um, and I might clip a big part of this conversation just to have a clip of it that we can tweet out and try to promote this conversation. Uh not th- not this conversation between you and me, but like this conversation about inequality and racial inequality in America. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, you've been listening to This Might Sound Stupid, a podcast where two friends just uh, get together once a week because they're buddies and they want to talk and it's not hard to have a, a podcast. Love you, Big J. Um... If you ever want to email us about anything or if you want to email us a, a random topic, just like Rob's random topic, you can always email us at thismightsoundstupid at gmail.com. If you want to tweet at us or follow us on Twitter, uh, it's at TMSS underscore podcast on Twitter, at TMSS underscore podcast. As always, we are brought to you first and foremost by Joey the Good Boy. Let's, uh, let's check in with Joey the Good Boy here. He moved position, so I'm going to hold the camera up. He's zonked. He's a good boy. Barks at all those squirrels. Oh, did you see his ears? Squirrel? <laughs> uh, we were also brought to you by Mike Long, the talented, handsome designer out of Minnesota. He designed all our graphics. Um, I don't have a song to play us out with. I thought you were going to email me one for some reason. I don't think you ever actually said you were going to. I couldn't think of a good one that was going to follow the subject matter. Okay, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go out with this. Do do a do a radio machine song. No, <laughs> I'm just going to do this because it's already up. <laughs> I mean, we'll get copyright strike for this. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for contributing to the chat. I genuinely appreciate it. I really want to learn more and grow more for the rest of my life. Uh, in more ways than just what we've been talking about tonight, but I I appreciate it. Uh, If there's anything I ever seem confused about or wrong about, don't ever be afraid to express your opinion. I might not not agree with you right away, but I'll I'll do my best to just respond with questions and trying to understand where you're coming from, uh, which I think is (laughs) maddening to some people sometimes. Uh, like when I've disagreed with people in our friend group and I just have to ask questions until I understand, which Dan, you're very good at. You've helped me, you've helped me change my opinion and, and understand things better in a lot of ways because you're just patient with me, not understanding and asking questions. And then there, I can't think of anything specifically, but there've been so many times in my life where like you help me come to an aha moment and it's very much appreciated. So love you, bud. I love you too. Love you guys. Uh, 
Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Bye. -bye.